two teams, two wins. What a complete whirlwind of emotions that this week has been as a uh, NYCFC fan and a Hartford fan. Just a whole lot of winning, but mm-hmm. comes with an asterisk. Yeah, well, I wanted to start off by prefacing anything that we have to say. A win is a win. Like, we by no means, I mean, that's the goal, and we got it. Um, so that's a good thing. Uh, but there are, are, of course, things to talk about the performance still. Um, you know, that just because we got a win doesn't necessarily mean it's up to par, and it's our best game that we've played. But it was a uh, step in the right direction getting three points. Yeah, no, nah, definitely. Um, you know, like you said, never gonna knock a win. Mm-hmm. Wins a win. Definitely getting the captain on the score sheet is cool. Um, Very important. And you know, having a team that can at least be in the right spot to, you know, score a goal on the other team's mistake, great because that means that we actually have people in the attacking half of the field. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, I don't think. I still don't think Ronnie has it right. I think he'll he'll probably get there, and especially you know you just brought something to light that I didn't even know mm-hmm. until two minutes ago, you know about that meeting and how they kind of demanded a, a change in play. So hopefully that's the spark, and you know Ronnie with another week can go up to Chicago and get a win. Yeah, well I think that the uh, with that meeting and then Ring scoring a goal, I think that really kind of imposes the point, you know. It, Say what you will about the goal, um, whether it was just, you know, uh, a center back problem and then Hebert kind of picked it off and Ring was able to get it in the net. But, you know, you have to be in that spot to put that goal away. And he was there. Um, but it really kind of probably doubles down on any points that he made in that meeting, um, you know, that he's there to play. And if if they're playing a game that they all enjoy and that they feel they fit into, you know, tactics wise then uh, the goals might come, and we have sort of saw that happen this week. I wonder I wonder if Ring kind of made the point that he wants to be playing higher up in the field mm-hmm. because I could see him in a situation like Pogba was in with Mourinho yep. of being forced to play more defensive than attacking. And, you know, Pogba's not even necessarily just an attacking mid. You know, he can defend, but he would like to be playing up more. I think that's the same thing with Ring. And that's probably what the conversation was because you saw Ring playing higher up than Keaton was. Oh, yeah. The, well, the last, I mean, in the Red Bulls was the first time that I really noticed. I was like, wow, Ring is in the final third, you know, quite a lot more often than he is. And maybe uh, that was partially because halfway through the Red Bulls game, they realized, hey, we're going to have this conversation after the game. Let's kind of play how we want to play for this game and, and see if we can figure something out. Um, and they weren't able to, unfortunately. But then. You know, clearly after they had that conversation, um, Ronnie spoke about how the players were looking for a more offensively minded, uh, you know, just overall game plan. Um, and with a ring at the the head of that, this game, we, you know, they doubled down and we saw him, you know, in the final third and playing up even more. Yeah, I well, look, in all of our episodes, uh, when we talked about the Red Bulls game, everybody in the world knows that that game is the most important. Um, I'm assuming that NYCFC just doesn't have another option for a coach because I just, I don't see a world where somebody survives that after everything else that the club's been through this year. Mm -hmm. Um, but I would say that everyone going into that game knew 
that the conversation need to be had already. Mm-hmm. And if the result doesn't go our way with Red Bull, then we're definitely having this conversation. Yeah. And we had the conversation last episode for sure where we kind of discussed that exact fact and how we felt, you know, after the, the poor result against them, you know, despite it being not really a goal at the end of the day. But we put ourselves in a position where, you know, that not being a goal but being wrongly called still caused us to lose the game. So, um I would say that this, well, this Columbus game, it doesn't really build Ronnie up in any way. I would say it kind of left him in a neutral spot, I guess. We definitely saw a more attacking mindset, so it seems he's maybe freed up, you know, whatever lock he's had on the players in terms of, you know, seeing Ring be stipend and not being allowed to get forward if he wants to, um, which he does because, you know, even thinking about past seasons, I mean, we've seen Ring, we've seen him in the flesh step up and take crackers like it's just uh if that's what he likes to do and you don't let him do it then that's going to create a whole host of problems yeah when your captain's not happy playing you're just not going to win games yeah. like clearly that it, we haven't been winning games um but at the same time you know we've we've talked about it the media's talked about it everybody has been a talking point of like yes that's a good game great for building confidence mm-hmm. um you know, something nobody thought we were going to go into that game and win. I didn't think, you know, we couldn't go back to the last episode. Yeah. We well, didn't think we would win. It's it's the first place team in the league versus the last place right. team in the like, league. I mean, just, in, in any sport, in any league, uh, you can kind of make assumptions about how that's going to go. Right. We I was we were saying we'd be lucky to get a result, mm-hmm. um, especially when we played and the way we, that were we did. Lucky to get yeah, a result. we were very lucky to get a result. Um, you know, it came off the back of a mistake. But at the same time, yes, it's good for confidence, but we can't be overconfident at two and five. Mm-hmm. Like we, you have to be realistic. Um, if I just think, if this was a Premier League club, could you imagine Brighton going and scoring and for their second win and they're like yeah. shushing everybody against like City? It's just embarrassing. <laughs> like that is a little embarrassing. Like you should be a little embarrassed to do that. Yeah. Yes, you can have the mindset of like, you know, we're blocking out the media. We're focusing on us. We're gonna get results for us and the fans will enjoy it. But when with everything and all of the criticism coming at you, rightfully so. Mm-hmm. Rightfully so, you're getting criticized. You can't forget that. Yes, you you can't go and even make it seem possible that you're shushing the fans or mm-hmm. anybody who runs a media account that is about NYCFC. Yeah, it's that was one of the questions I guess that we had was um, with Ring after he scored the goal, and of course, you know, we can see. Uh, I mean, you could imagine being in Ring's position if you score like your first goal of the season, basically. You're gassed up. Yeah, you're gassed up and and with criticism coming yep. at you and the team. Like, yeah, yeah, I mean, you're gonna you're gonna act up. I'd probably do the same thing. Yeah, everything happens in the moment. Um, but then, rightfully so, after the game, you uh, have to answer you know, for it. Yeah, two or three analysts are gonna are gonna ask you a question like, "What was that shushing all about?" Yeah. And at first, I believe he had declined to comment. And then he said something along the lines of, you know, if, if anybody has anything to say about me or the club, to say it to my face or say it to the club's face, um, which I feel like if anybody was doing that, that they were. Um, and I think the real question is uh, trying to figure out who it was directed to, because I don't see much hate outside of the club. 
Like, I don't think, especially being in last place, that we're a club that is, like, eclipsed into the mainstream news of the yeah. MLS right now. So we're not getting all this hate from, you know, random ESPN analysts or other clubs or other players' club or other clubs' players. Um, so one would have to assume that Ring was talking about, you know, fans that he's heard from. Uh, I mean, unless... I mean, unless Porter said something before the game or yeah. something like I or players, we, yeah, I or mean, players from the other yeah, team. Yeah, they could like have it, been chirping him all game. Exactly, it yeah. very could have. Like, but you ha knowing that there's been criticism and knowing that you know the club has not been performing to do mm -hmm. that, the fans are automatically going to assume, especially New York fans. Yeah, well, it's a little weird because easy to disrespect to yeah, feel disrespected. Tr traditionally, if you you know if you look at that celebration, it's while you're at an away game with a fan pack stadium right and, and your fans yeah at and the you're fans telling the other fans yeah you're telling the other clubs fans like hey shut up shut look at what i just did to you yeah in front Sit of down, you cry yeah uh but we're at it we're home game home asterisk home whatever it's a home game draped in blue and orange yeah i, say I that. mean right for so um so a home game and then there's no fans in the stands so you know that's a message being sent uh and we don't really know who who he was looking to receive it um but you can you can make some assumptions when he leaves the door open for assumptions right. by not letting by us not know. commenting you yeah. have to comment on it yeah and all respect to ring hands down outside of tati that's probably my favorite player yeah i mean ring. so it's it's all respect infinite love for you but at the same time, you have to you have to give us some context. Yeah, when otherwise we're just going to make our own version and assume the right. worst. Right, and that sort of just feeds into the mentality that you wouldn't you know want to really be around the club. Um, but yeah, there's no questions with the the love for Ring. Like when yeah. we had just when we had first found out about that team meeting stuff, and we found out he sort of spearheaded this idea to get a hold of Ronnie and be like, you know, hey something's got to change here um you know me and then i think they were saying maxi and hey bear were in on it too uh you know stepping up as a leader inside a locker room where things isn't going great uh it's not easy to do yeah. and i mean who better than our captain to be doing it so hey you know we called it we really did what's that because remember what was it I, it may have been after the Orlando loss. Mm -hmm. It was one of the one of those games where we were starting to think, is Ronnie really the guy? Oh, or is Ring the guy? Yeah, well, saying, you know, is Ronnie the guy? Should we start Ronnie out? Oh, I got you. And we were kind of saying, like, hey, hit up to rent. Hit, mm -hmm. Ask the players. Like, they know how to play attacking yeah. football. And so Ring just said, you know what? I'm going to take it into my own hands. Yeah. And Maxi, you know, I want to know what's up with Maxi because – is he on the injury list? Yeah, I'm not sure. Or is sure. he just, like, is it friction between him and Ronnie? Al Ring's going to say that there's no friction, but what it is, is we it, really don't know what happens behind just, closed doors. It doesn't really make sense. I mean, it, you would have to assume it's not friction because every single quote that you see come out of Ronnie's mouth is, well, we didn't have our playmaker that can create 20 goal-scoring opportunities a season. Dude. I mean, that's every word that comes but, out of his mouth, you know, almost – Almost as an excuse, really. But can you justify not having your number 10 and then having a solid number 10 on your field but mm. playing him in the wing? Can yeah. you imagine? Like, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah, it's it rough. It doesn't make but, sense. I mean, the, the important thing 
I feel like just kind of trying to release a little bit more information about the Maxi situation because it, you know, he's older. So in every sport you see older guys get days off, but I mean, two weeks in a row of, of rest, you know, you would have to assume that maybe there's a little bit more to read into in that situation. We haven't really been given any more info. So it's sort of like the ring situation with the shushing. We're left to our own devices to kind of try to come up with answers because we're not getting any. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, looking forward to Chicago game. Um, you know, have to get a result there. Mm-hmm. I mean, on paper, if you look at the the Columbus game on paper and the Chicago game on paper, this game should be easier. Right. Um, we'll have to see how it goes. I mean, I'm excited after hearing about the meeting and then seeing how it started to take shape. You know, maybe now this has pivoted. You know, what's being focused on. Uh, not only in games but during training so maybe if we're now on this path of uh, you know player focused attacking football um, the longer that we're on that path the better it's going to look and the better it's going to get yeah I mean you know, like I said time the like the Toronto game um, turned out to be kind of a fluke in a way because mm-hmm. um, you know, I was thinking if Ronnie's had that all along why hasn't he used it? Yeah. He didn't have it. They just they performed better that day than they ever have. Mm-hmm. And Toronto probably performed yeah, a lot they, worse. Yeah, and yeah. you know Bradley had a day off because we took him out of the game. You know, it could have just been a perfect game plan. It could have been you know players yeah. just being up for it. Stars kind of aligned for that. But one. um, yeah, like I said, it, it doesn't happen overnight. So you know, hopefully going forward, he can implement a plan to where we can score and win 5-4 like you wanted us to? Yeah. Well, at the, I guess the end of the day to kind of wrap up uh, the New York City game is uh, a win's a win, and this is this is something to be built on. Yeah, I, I will say it's it's the most I've ever been like, yeah, win's a win. Yeah. Ever. Um, it, we won. We'll move on to Chicago. Yeah, let's see how we build off of on it, Chicago. Really. But uh, then boys over in Hartford, man. Yeah. Oh, so this is just we uh, thought we, we thought we were down, down bad. <laughs> this was really. a way different, different vibe, different everything. Um, so for anybody that doesn't follow Hartford Athletic, I'm sorry because you missed. Honestly, I mean, an amazing game. Um, well, it sort of got more amazing uh, towards the end of it. Uh, you know, before the 80th minute, Hartford was down two nil. Um. One goal was a little wishy-washy. The other one was, I mean, it was a screamer. I will say that Luden goal. Luden? Loudon? Loudon, I think. Who cares? That that second goal was dirty. Yeah, it was a screamer. It was I mean. dirty. And that's when you texted and you were like, ah, well, we just took a big L. <laughs> yeah. And uh, little did we know. Yeah, little did we know the, the debut brought on, I mean, was going to be the best player on the field that night between both sides. I mean, the front office apparently the yeah, manager that's that's facts i mean it, it just looked like before that moment before the 80th minute when you know it looked like harford just decided hey we're gonna turn it on here mm-hmm. you know why not burn out the gas it looked like we had slow legs tired legs yeah, i mean you're sloppy passes you know it just it looked like we were tired yes it, it looked like we weren't really up for the game um and it just like it wasn't tact like tactically it was perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. It was just 
I seemed tired. Yeah, people lack not of, keeping up. Yeah, lack yeah. of um, mental toughness. It just didn't seem like people were checked on for the game. Yeah, well, the the first goal that they conceded, it was you know legit just letting a runner go, like kind of just losing their marking. And I mean, what is Mandanda to do when somebody's three yards and gets a ball placed on him? So exactly. Um, but yeah, it was it was tired all game. And then I guess we could clarify it for the people that didn't watch the game. So eighty fourth minute. Hartford's down 2-0. They have this new striker, Nagelstad. They throw him in the game as a debut. They're like, let's see how this goes. Uh, almost immediately, like two minutes later, we get a free kick. <laughs> Nagelstad, I guess, steps up, just cans it. I, I mean, think he had one before that, though. Because oh, the, the, the announcer was saying, like, I, I, I'd have to clip it. I'd have to find it somewhere mm-hmm. in the broadcast. But he said something like, "Every time this guy touches a free kick, it turns into something magic yeah. or a highlight." Well, he yeah, he and was. It did. It I mean, he was telling did. the future because so Nagostad steps up for the first free kick, cans it, dirty free kick. Yeah, I mean, dirty, disgusting. And then one before you say this, yeah, while he's stepping up for the second free kick, mm-hmm. you literally text and you're like, "There's no chance he <laughs> yeah. does it again." Well, right? the second one. I mean, it was an identical. It was about maybe five, six yards further back from the first one, and it hit maybe two inches too high. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't. It was almost an identical placement, so he was already locked in on exactly what he had to do, and then he bars it down and out, but not Dixon out far enough. Out of nowhere, Dixon, bro. Yeah, just RVPs it like Literally. head first into the goal, and then all of a sudden it's two to two in like the 90th minute, and you're like. <laughs> What have I watched in the last five minutes? I was really excited <laughs> when that goal went in. Like, I freaked out. Yeah. But at the same time, I was mad at Dixon because I'm like, bro, why would you fly and head that? Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, you have full ability to just run and kick it. <laughs> right. You could hit it as it hard as you can extra, and you cannot really. miss. <laughs> it is the size of a garage. You could not have missed that. Yeah. But whatever. Um, it, at the end of the day, that's my favorite result of the week. Well, yeah, that, that was, was a cool. Fun to watch. That was maybe our favorite result probably of. Hartford, you know, it wasn't a W, but it was our favorite result of the season. I mean, that was just, you can't ask for more at the end of a game. And, and again, just, we were so sad that we didn't go. I know. And it's the, it's the second time that we we wanted to go. Yeah. And we just, at the last minute, decided not to. Mm-hmm. Granted, I think that day, just in terms of time, it didn't work out. Yeah, with work and yeah, stuff work, like that. Yeah, work coming home, working out, uh, it just didn't Yeah, I mean, it but it, fit. it would have been the, the one to be at, but... Oh, no, no the result. one to be at would have been, I think it was the season where we were losing a lot, and mm-hmm. we there was, a, there was a game that we were all going to go to, like, you know, us and all of our friends, mm-hmm. back when you could do things like that. Yeah. Um, but, cool. yeah, we decided not to go, and they went 2-0 down and then came back and won 3-2 mm-hmm. at home. I think it might have been the first home game ever. Yeah, and it felt, like, it felt like, too, like they almost were going to seal a third one to win. Oh yeah, I um, thought they were. Yeah, I mean real. they had they had the chances. I mean the game ended on a, a corner of yep. a Hartford corner, you know, of Barrera trying to whip it in and he's dirty. That yeah, he is. Filthy. Yeah. Plus Dixon, he's fast. If mm-hmm. he could just like he just gotta do the Sterling thing and learn how to finish. Yeah, um, I think good. it's really weird how many parallels there are between NYCFC and Hartford. Like it's so weird. Like the the announcers even at the Hartford game were talking about Johnson, who we talked about. Well, you mentioned last game or last podcast um, about being, you know, one of, 
you know, the low-key stars on the team. Yeah. That and gets, even yeah. Harford's, Harford has a player that came from NYCFC. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, on the squad. Yeah. He's a younger guy. Um, I think he came from our academy, I want to say. Yeah, well, so uh, my point was, you know, you had brought up Johnson last week, and then the, the announcers were talking about it, and you can kind of see it within the game, too, that uh, Jidey is kind of having trouble finding a spot for Johnson. Um, he's been played as a sub a couple times. Um, and he's other, got to play on that left left center. And mid. other times not. Yeah, I mean, it, it seems like, you know, he's he's either a central attacking mid or he, he favors that left side for sure, which is where Jidey's been putting him. Um, but he kind of reminds me of Medina in a way where it's like sort of getting pushed a little bit out to the wing farther than it seems like he's comfortable with. Um, but then you have... Barrera, who kind of mimics Maxi, who's the older uh, attacking mid that you can't replace with uh, Johnson. So it's sort of it's just weird how they how they kind of line up. Yeah, yeah, the parallels are very freaky. But, yeah, um, universe is weird. Yeah, but we are what three days away from the pit game that we are one hundred percent going we to. Are There's there. nothing that's stopping us from going to that game. Yeah, um, I mean unless it gets snowed out. No, dude. It's the only way we're not what going to the it, game, bro. It is August. It better not snow. That's what I'm saying. I'll be so mad. Imagine I put that in the universe. If it rains, though, we're there. I, I yeah, like, uh, yeah, yeah. We yeah. have to be. We um, get those those uh, beers and dogs. Um, uh, man. Yeah, I mean, hopefully we're probably gonna see Nagelstad get on the sheet again. Yeah. I mean, Dixon is gonna score. Pittsburgh is not. Well, I think they're, they're they're good. They're good. Yeah, they're good. No, they're uh, good. Don't think they're quite as they're good. They're saying as that us. that's going to be a tough game. Well, so I guess after that game, uh Hartford has a game in hand, but we are tied on points with Pitt. So Pitt's playing Pitt's playing for first place and we're playing to play. So <laughs> playing to play. <laughs> playing to play. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. So yeah, uh again, catch us at that game. We'll be catch there. Us, catch us at that at, game. At the Glizzy stand. Catch, catch us on uh, Twitter, Instagram, all at Post90Pod. Um, catch us in all the regular places. So Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. See you guys. Deuce.